Good morning. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to your favorite freaking podcast. I feel like I've been listening to them every week and I'm it's Sunday reset vibes for sure. But then I just realized I'm like, I am too calm. OK, we need to amp it up. I noticed that bitch. too, that we've been super calm lately. And, I was like, <laughs> and that's just not, not us. No, not at all. <laughs> we are not calm ever. So hello. Welcome. Happy Tuesday for us. We normally record yes. on Mondays, but we're recording on a Tuesday today. And I was actually scared because a couple episodes ago, uh, we talked about like my apartment complex decides to mow every Monday morning when we record. And then I went out this morning to take the dogs out, realized they never mowed yesterday. So I was like, if these bitches switch their mow day to Tuesday now, mm-hmm. because we switched, I'm going to fight. But I haven't heard a lawnmower yet, so. <laughs> Mine are mowing right now, but I don't think it'll ah. come through. Hopefully not, but they know. I don't hear it. So and they do. They're like these. Yep, we're going to ruin mm-hmm. their day. We're going to ruin it. I love that for us. But I hope you guys are having a fantastic amped up morning. Yes. And I feel like, you know, some days you do need a calm start, you know, but I don't know, make a playlist where it's like amp up. Like I have like hype music in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like ready to go. I'm like twerking to Megan the Stallion at 6 a.m. Oh. oh, I love that. Sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my vibe. Especially now that we've started like working out again. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, it's hype music every morning. And this morning tech, like Cohen did not want to wake up at all. And I was like, that's fine. Like, you can work out later on your own. I was like, I have to go right now because I have a busy day. So if I don't go right now, I'm also not going to go. And we're doing 75 hard. So I'm like, yeah. I, I'm going to go. So I'm going to go. It's fine. You sleep in. You know, I get dressed. He's like still sleeping or whatever. And then I get ready to like go out of the bedroom. Like I turn the whatever, like the doorknob and he wakes up. He goes, fine, I'll go. And I'm like, <laughs> OK. <laughs> and he gets dressed and comes. But I was like, you don't have to. I didn't even say anything to you. But I think it's like that accountability. Like he's like, I can't let you just go without me. And I was like, okay, then get the fuck up. Let's go. (laughs) God, I love that. I asked Omar if he wanted to work out today. And he said, no. (laughs) That's what I got. (gasps) And you make him. No, I can't. Because I also like working out by myself too. So like I'm not going to make him go if he doesn't want to go. I'm not at that stage in my workout journey yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like. I don't know what I'm doing enough yet to work out by myself. Like I could, I could figure something out. You know what I mean? Like I'll look something up on like Pinterest or watch a TikTok that's like, you know, walk me through your leg day. Like I would figure it out, but I don't feel confident to go by myself. But I would like this morning yeah. I was like very prepared to figure it out on my own and just go because I had to go today at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. or I wouldn't have time to go. But like choosing, I would not go by myself. That's fair. I can see that. That's a fair point. Oh, well, I will say we also I feel like we keep having like two week breaks between us recording mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Alexis was in town and yes. we hung out and yeah. we got matching tattoos. We did. I we forgot mine. to take a picture together, though. I know. I thought about that as I was driving home. I was like, we didn't get a picture together. We like planned it even so like our tattoos would show perfectly in a picture together. And we did not get a but picture. We, never did it. we have separate pictures, so we'll post mm-hmm. those, but we don't have a picture together. But we had a really eventful day. We ended up not recording an episode because we talked about it. We were like, maybe we'll do an episode together, like live. Yeah. Not live, but, you know, but like in person. We didn't, which is okay. Oh, absolutely. We needed time just together. And I feel like it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a real life podcast because we went to brunch and then we like dumped everything. We, yeah. I loved it. I had such a good day. It was an awesome day. And now you're back in Florida and it sucks. 
I know. I agree. And Cohen and I this weekend mm-hmm. have a special trip planned. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I talked about this in my like July reset video because I do like a plan with me in there. And I was like, so, you know, we're going on vacation. I have no idea where we're going. Cohen hasn't told me. It's a surprise. Um, and surprisingly, and I haven't really... I guess cognitively thought about or consciously thought about this but I was telling my mom about it last night because she called and I'm just updating her and she goes and you don't know where you're going I was like no I don't want to know like I'm like I'm enjoying the surprise or whatever she goes Mm -hmm. what and I'm like what she goes that does not sound like you like uh, old me because I would be very anxious not knowing and be very anxious like putting that in someone else's hands to deal with kind of thing and normally, especially with travel stuff, I'm the kind of girl that's like, okay, we're going on a vacation. Mm-hmm. I have a full itinerary for every day. Like, we're up at 8 a.m. We're going to go do this excursion. We're going to do this, this, this. Like, I have the whole plans. We have to get there to the airport two hours early and, like, the whole thing. And my mom was like, well, when does your plane leave Saturday? I'm like, I don't know. And I didn't realize it until oh she God. was, like, talking to me about it. And I'm like, wow. Like, I really am not an anxious girly anymore. <laughs> I love how much trust you have in Cohen that you just like don't need to worry. Yeah. Well, and that's what we unpacked mm-hmm. too. Cause like, Cohen, him and like Cohen, my mom and I were on the phone talking about it and he was like, well, I feel like you also, you know, aren't asking any questions or whatever. Yeah. Because you trust me to, to handle the situation because in past relationships, if someone would have been like, Hey, we're going on a trip. I would have been like, okay, yeah, like, where are we going? What time does the plane leave? I just want to make sure we leave on time, make sure we get there on time. Who's taking mm-hmm. care of the animals? Like, what? Are, and I haven't asked a single question. He's just like, block this date on your calendar. And I'm like, okay. And I haven't, like, thought about it. I haven't even thought about not thinking about it. Like, I'm just yeah. so, like, it just, it's happening. And I'm here for the ride. And I love the surprise. And I love, yeah, now that we like talked about it and I thought about it last night, like I do love that obviously I trust him enough to just, yeah, like do this and I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. I just actually get to enjoy it. Uh, That makes me so happy for you and you're going to love this trip and I'm so excited excited. for you. I'm excited. And I mean, obviously we're flying out. So like as soon as we get Mm -hmm. to like a gate, like I'll know what's happening, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm chilling, but it just made me realize I'm like, we talked about this in an episode of like you know a lot of my anxiety I feel like was just manifested Mm -hmm. through like me and my cognitive dissonance and like not living the life that I thought I was supposed to be not being true and authentic to myself not being true and authentic to people around me and just like constantly being in fight or flight mode because of you know all of those reasons and that was just another example last night where I'm like yeah I could have never done this before and like traveling as exciting as it is but like I'm the anal one that like makes everybody else stressed when we're traveling and now I'm just like la 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 god that's so beautiful your love is so so beautiful I love it so much (laughs) I love it it's so crazy it's uh, I'm I'm a lucky girly I'm a lucky not anxious girly I love that you deserve it it's so fun but yeah I will of course we'll update in the in the next pod where I'm of course gonna vlog it and stuff too but I just, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be good. I know where you're going. I'm ready for you. So don't tell me. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. I will not spoil this. It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) Well, today's episode, we are doing volume two of Let's Unpack That. 
Yes. Ma'am. And if this is your first, let's unpack that with us. This is essentially our little series or our, you know, I guess it's series. Yeah. Running series of your like advice column, but for us. <laughs> so you guys have submitted just like things that you're wanting advice for or just scenarios that are happening. And we're just going to kind of read some of them and give you like the big sisterly advice, not any kind of like professional advice. And sometimes, mm-hmm. at least last episode, we didn't even have advice for one of them. It was, well, at least I didn't. I was like, girl, I'm in the same boat as you. I have no fucking idea. And we're just going to chat about it. Perfect. I'm ready. I have not read through any of these. Neither of us have. So I'm just going to like skim through the DMs okay. and see what people say. This one, I feel like when I first read it, sounds easy, but then I'm like, how would I answer this? So I don't know. I'm going to ask in case you have a good answer. Okay. But the first one is just tips for keeping in touch or staying close with your like college friends post-grad. That's a great question. I know. I am terrible with that. So I have no advice. I know. Well, that's what I'm like. What would I say? I feel like the the typical thing that I would say is just like it doesn't have to be anything strenuous. It's just the general keeping in touch. But as we've learned, like your friendships are relationships. And so your friendships have different love languages. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that would be good is like connecting with the people that you do want to stay connect with and doing like a touch base in terms of like, hey, you know, I love you. I want you in my life as my bestie or just like some sort of a friend. And how, how, what, what does this look like for you? Especially if you guys are like living in different states or maybe you are close or whatever, because some friendships are fine with that, like check in every three months and some friends want to talk every single day. Maybe you're okay with just like a yearly vacation together. Maybe you Mm -hmm. guys need like a FaceTime once a week, but I think talking about what it means to stay connected so that both of your cups are filled is a good place to start. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'm like thinking about some of my long distance friends. Well, all of my, most of my friends are long distance right now. And I, it's so sad. It's so sad. And I have some that like, I probably haven't talked to in months, but I know the next time I see them pick up where we left off and we're all okay with that. But I have others that like every time I'm thinking of them, I have to text them and be like, Hey, I'm thinking of you. Miss you. Love you. So Mm -hmm. it just really depends on what you need and what the other person needs, I guess. Yeah. I used to feel guilty for feeling like I had to put reminders to like check in with people because I'm like, if I was a real friend, like I would just do it. But then I've learned that like my my brain just doesn't work like that and other people's brains don't work like that. So it's also taking stuff like that with a grain of salt of like your friend does value you and love you. But just because they don't text you every day or text you every week doesn't mean that they don't. Everybody just works on a different timeline and everybody like needs different things and so I have like reminders in certain areas maybe pick a day of the week that you have the less kind of like stuff on your plate if you have a day off or whatever and make that your like friendship day for example just text everybody and being like Mm -hmm. here's my weekly check-in love you like how you doing like that is totally okay to do because you're still making the effort of reaching out to them and it's okay to like remind yourself because I'm such a out of sight out of mind thing So for a while, like if I'm not, yeah, seeing those people, it's not that they don't actually exist, but like they low key don't exist in my brain. (laughs) Yeah. I like read somewhere. I don't know if this is true, but your brain can only like think of six people at a time. And so like, I don't know if that's true. Don't quote me on that. I could have just seen it on TikTok. 
but yeah so I feel like but I could see how that would be true because I feel like I can really only process and think about a certain amount of people and other people like do get put on the back burner sometimes and then when those people get brought up then other people get put on Mm -hmm. and it's just like a cycle and it's hard yeah I'm also like a visual person so I'm also the type of person that I need uh the pictures and everybody's contacts Mm -hmm. because even like it says their name but I want to see them so even sometimes where I don't even know who to reach out to I'll just scroll through my texts and see that person and be like oh I haven't talked to them in so long and then I'll reach out because I am such a like out of sight out of mind unfortunately so that's why like the reminders help me and just yeah scrolling through or obviously being on Instagram I think a really like easy way but it's still meaningful I hype up every single like post that my friends make like I'm in the comments I swipe up on stories I connect that way because I'm on social media so I might as well like kill two birds with one stone and that's something Mm -hmm. that I like to do um so maybe that's like a, a good place to start too just like your friend posts a random story just swipe up and being like damn love you miss you or just you know I don't know they post their view or something literally could be Mm -hmm. the most mundane thing but like I'm I'm in the dms I'm in the comments I like that I'm not a social media person but I could see like I definitely swipe up on like snap stories a lot I like that I also yeah do a lot with like sometimes with Tori I will text her and be like when can we do dinner together even though we're in two different states we'll facetime for a meal like once every couple Aww. of weeks and just like it's like a dinner date but like virtual so like stuff like that yeah. can be good too i love that mm-hmm. that's so cute hopefully that's helpful first one down <laughs> <laughs> we did it <laughs> yay okay next one that i think would be fun mainly because again like i like picking the ones that are actually kind of hard to answer because mm-hmm. those are the things that people are like struggling with so the next one is how do i stop being a serial dater every time i get broken up with i move on almost immediately and i feel like i'm in a different i'm a different person in a relationship and i just don't know how to be single oh marissa do you have anything that you want to start with that's a lot to unpack yeah i feel like I relate. I have called myself a serial dater and I feel like I am. And, you know, people always make the comments of, you know, you move on to- too fast or whatever. And I don't know, to some extent. Yeah. But like I've talked about this in a, a Q&A about Cohen and I moving, quote unquote, too fast is I don't feel like it was too fast. Like I'm moving at a pace that does feel comfortable for me and for us. And that's what matters. But I have thought about needing to unpack my serial dating-ness like what mental illness is it like I feel like there's something it's not a mental illness but I'm just (laughs) I feel like it's uh some sort of a like response to my attachment style Mm -hmm. or a response to some sort of you know childhood whatever because everything goes back to your childhood but I have not been able to like put my finger on it and I haven't had the time to just sit down and really try to unpack that with myself yeah it's very interesting I don't know when I hear stuff like that my mind goes in two different directions I hear like you're seeking connectedness and closeness with people and you're getting that from dating people and changing maybe your personality a little bit to connect with them for the things that they like and there's nothing wrong like we all need social connection but then the other thing I'm hearing is like maybe you're unsure of what you like and what makes you happy and you take on those traits of other people 
because it makes them happy and then you feel good. I don't know. That's kind of where my mind goes with mm-hmm. it. But I'm not sure. I can see that because I feel like if I if I did really think about it and tried to like pinpoint for me personally, like I moved around a lot as a kid. I went to like three different high schools, that kind of thing. So yeah, like craving that connectiveness I found through like significant others because mm-hmm. friends weren't something that I always had accessible to me because I moved so much like making good friends and like those deep friends takes time and I never had enough time to like settle in anywhere and make those deep connections all through like high school and whatnot so I feel like that's when my serial datingness started yeah (laughs) it's like I had a boyfriend and then I switched schools but I like stayed with that boyfriend because like that was all I had in the moment because I didn't make friends yet and then once I kind of like settled myself in the new school, you know, got a new boyfriend and then stayed with that boyfriend, went to college and I stayed with him because I didn't have friends yet in college. And then, so I don't know, I can see the like craving the connectiveness and not really thinking about that when I was in it, you know, I wasn't sitting here being like, I want friends, let me get a boyfriend. But like, right. That's what I was internally looking for. And I felt like I could connect with a significant other. I don't know but I feel like hmm I don't I wouldn't say it's like problematic but like maybe it is I don't know Mm. (laughs) I feel like it's problematic if you don't address it and you're not aware of it because I like what you said where you know if you find yourself specifically this person said like they feel like they're a different person in a Mm. relationship like that could be problematic because as long as you stay true to yourself, like obviously date whoever you want to date and you could be a serial dater and jump from one boyfriend to another and sitting up another, whatever, but like you're being authentic and you're being true to yourself and you are sticking to your non-negotiables and like that's something different versus changing yourself to be liked and then attaching yourself to the person that ends up liking you. And then like, I feel like that's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It's definitely like stripping away every other person in your life and you're left just by yourself what qualities do you have that you value what strengths do you have that you value and what things do you enjoy that are just yours like what's something that is just yours that no one else can take from you and you have to hold on to those things and stay true to who you are and that's like so hard to do Mm-hmm. especially young like I don't of course I don't know how old this person is yeah. but I feel like I didn't really start thinking about that kind of stuff until like halfway through college like I feel like I had a little quarter life crisis of yeah who the fuck am I like who is Marissa what does she like do I even like this music do I like to wear these clothes like blah 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 and that's when I really started to like come into myself and like find myself and be happy with myself and then you know I'm still kind of a serial dater of course because I ended one relationship and in people's eyes moved on really quickly but I feel like I stayed myself though and I found someone that complimented me versus yeah still craving someone to connect with and doing everything that I possibly could in order to do that i.e like change myself like go do things that I wouldn't normally do wear things that I feel like other people would like or like you know wear makeup or like just anything that isn't what I would normally like like if you're doing Mm -hmm. things for someone else to like that person's not actually liking you they're liking this performance that you're doing essentially 
Yeah, I've definitely, I've been here. I really have with like wanting to do things that someone that I love and accept will love and accept. And like the fear that the things that I like, they won't love me for and they won't accept me for. And I'm going to lose that person. And that's scary. Like when I started dating Omar, I listened to so much rap music. I'm not a rap girl unless I'm like working out. But like I listened to it all the time because he liked it. And it took me so long to remember that like I never listened to rap before I met Omar. Why am I doing it now? It doesn't satisfy me. It doesn't make me happy. And I play my music and Mm -hmm. he's like, your music sucks. And I'm like, okay, but we still listen to it together. And he still loves and accepts me regardless of that. But it was still scary to go through that process. I know that's like a really small anecdote, but yeah. No, but I think it's, it's meaningful because I think that until you are like thinking about it, it's easy to fall into that of like trying to get people to like you. And it starts with just people. Like Mm -hmm. if you're just a people pleaser or you're just trying to make friends or you're just trying to like whatever, you know, you, you can, latch on to the feelings that you feel when when people do like you like if you wear a certain outfit and everybody compliments you like that could be something that you're like oh like I liked the way that I felt when people were complimenting me but do you like the way that you felt just in the outfit for example or like in the makeup in the hair in the glam or vice versa you know if you're trying to impress someone who really likes the girls that don't wear makeup like or you know wear sweats every day but that's not your style like do you like you at the end of the day? Are you getting satisfaction from looking at yourself in the mirror or is your satisfaction coming from only external sources like people validating mm-hmm. you or, you know, like comments on Instagram or whatever? Because that isn't going to last forever. Yeah. And authenticity breeds genuine connectivity. If you are authentic mm-hmm. to yourself, you will find those genuine connections. It may be sucky in the meantime looking for them, but once you find them, like they are there for life. And if you're not authentic to yourself, you'll find connections still and feel fulfilled momentarily, but then have that little feeling of like, this isn't right. This doesn't satisfy me. And that's hard. Yeah. I think it kind of, maybe not, but I'm kind of relating it to the last question of like staying in touch with friends after, you know, college. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have a, a unique perspective on friends because I moved around so much. I didn't have that many that I am of the understanding that friends do come and go and people in general, not just friends, but people serve a purpose in your life. And not all of them are meant to be in your entire life. Like they're meant to be there just for a little bit or they are here to get you from point A to point B in this little section of your journey or this chapter of your book or this page or whatever. And so sometimes like you can try all you want to stay connected with these people, but if you're not being authentic and you became friends with them when you weren't yourself, then you might not have created that genuine connection with them. So staying Mm -hmm. connected after that is hard just for the, like the sheer fact that you weren't yourself or that person wasn't themselves and now that friendship has kind of like depleted or kind of like run its course because there is no genuine connection. And if you are able to stay true to yourself, find those friends that you connect with because you're true to yourself and they're true to themselves. Yeah, those are the the friendships that are going to last a lifetime. And those are the friendships that will be there for you through the ebbs and flows and be able to take those three, four months without talking and then connecting mm-hmm. like you never missed a beat. 
versus if you are always putting on a performance for people, your significant other, friends or whatever, it's going to be hard to keep those connections because right. I, like if you feel like you're a different person for the relationship you're in versus your friends, like it, it's hard to keep that up. It's hard to perform every day or to fake something. And you might not be doing it obviously consciously, like you're going into this, like I'm going to pretend to be this, but you'll realize that like, damn, I... I just don't want to hang out with that person anymore. I wonder why. And it's like, well, maybe because every time we hung out, I was a different person and that's just not me. And now it's exhausting to be with that person and to be in that space because I just don't enjoy that. I love everything that you just said. I feel like you brought it back perfectly to that. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Amp it up! (laughs) I love it. I don't know. I just, I, it kind of like hit me when you were talking of that. I'm like, damn, that kind of might explain even just like my serial datiness or even like, yeah, friendships in that regard is like, if I wasn't being authentic to myself, I can see how those run their courses really mm-hmm. quickly because I moved to a new school and I always thought, I think it is, a, a you know, a skill and a, a pro, but every pro kind of has a con or it can go both ways. But I always, you know, saw myself as, as being adaptable you know I I can change myself and fit into any crowd that I'm in and I can talk to anybody about anything like throw me in the middle of whatever and I can make friends Um, and that's from moving around a lot but it was hard for me to figure out who I was and what I liked because of that like I without thinking would just mirror whatever someone else was doing and like go with the crowd and not so much be a follower in terms of like doing stupid shit (laughs) but like if other people are you know wearing these clothes at this school I would immediately like change my entire wardrobe because I wanted to fit in and I wanted people to like me so I'm like okay I'll start wearing this and then people liked me for that or my music choice like you said kind of listening to stuff that everybody else is listening to or doing those kinds of things and then I'm like yeah I have all these friends but then they didn't last because I didn't like doing any of that shit. Right. <laughs> I didn't like the music they listened to. I don't like wearing clothes like that. I don't like doing whatever they like to do after school. And I would much rather be doing something else. And if I would have stuck true to that, I would have found myself in that crowd. And yeah. I would have been much more happy. And if you don't know what you like or what you like to do, as awkward as it is, take yourself on dates like take yourself to go get lunch and sit by yourself without your phone take yourself to the bookstore take yourself to the coffee shop like go do things by yourself sit with your thoughts and figure out like oh I do like this drink oh I do like this book oh I hate axe throwing I don't know just do something (laughs) and figure out your stuff that you like and stand by it okay this next one is long it got dm to us so here we go I actually don't know what advice y'all could give on this, but anyway, here it goes. (laughs) So I've been talking to a guy for like seven months now, and we literally treat each other as if we were dating, but we've never actually had a talk about where we stand and what our intentions or feelings are. I don't want to rush anything because we're long distance, so I've been fine with it, but there's always this little awkward situations when I don't know how to act because since we're not dating, there are no boundaries set or anything, so I don't know. And sometimes I'm afraid of the idea that the story with my ex could repeat with this new boy because my ex never actually asked me out either. We had to figure out some random date as our anniversary because we never actually like put a date on it. So yeah, I just don't know how to ask this guy where we stand and what his feelings are without making him feel like I'm rushing him into a relationship. 
okay if you ask and he feels like you're rushing him that's on him but like you Mm -hmm. deserve to know yeah like one i don't feel bad about asking like it's just a question and i i understand that it's scary or that it's like it but what's terrifying is the fear of rejection and i always think about this with other like phobias that i learned about in all my little psychology classes like you're not afraid of heights you're afraid of falling Mm -hmm. you're not afraid of the dark you're afraid of what you can't see so like if you actually get down to the root of like what is so scary about asking him where you stand that's a very valid question but if you're just like why it's just awkward but like there's more to it like everybody's scared of rejection or everybody's scared of like that awkward conversation and you're scared of the potential answer isn't going to fit yours but I think going with the same thing we just talked about is if you just keep running along in this relationship not being true to yourself because Mm -hmm. you want it to be a relationship and you're not speaking out what real grounds for a connection are we actually making like if you're not being authentic and you're not saying how you feel then are you even building a foundation for a potential relationship at all yeah yeah honestly and it's it's definitely hard but like say you ask like do you want to be in a relationship and they say yes then okay that's a win that's great they say no okay then you know you're not repeating the same thing with your ex and you can move on and find someone who is worthy of you and worthy of your time and it sucks but like you deserve to have what you want in a relationship and you have to make your wants known yeah and I think if you talk about it and that person is dismissive then they're not the one yeah and it is hard kind of differentiating that or compartmentalizing it I guess rather because there's feelings attached and you have feelings potentially I don't know you didn't really say in the message but if you have feelings (laughs) for this person and you want them to say yes you want to be in a relationship like you are already kind of like locked in in a way and you just don't want them to not be on the same page as you valid but if you talk about it and you tell them what you want and they're dismissive of it then they're not the one if you're able to compartmentalize your feelings from like being attached to them or the idea of them the idea of being in a relationship with them or the thought of how this future life could look that's where the difference comes in same thing with like you're not afraid of heights you're afraid of falling like do you like them or do you like the idea of them if you're not giving them the opportunity to be authentic with you then you're not actually falling for them either and they're not falling for you mm-hmm. they're fa- you both are falling for this performance of each other because you both are too scared to be authentic Ooh, performance of each other that's good also mm. this is long distance right yes do not let them weaponize the long distance to stay out of the relationship. If they're saying, oh, I like you, but the long distance is too hard. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Next. At all. I have done long distance multiple times. It hasn't always worked out. I did long distance with Omar for three years and it was the best thing we could have done for our relationship because we both had time to be independent and grow individually, but be together. And yeah, don't let that be a cop out for them. Because if they try to do it, call them out. Mm-mm. Maybe don't call them out, no. but still. Uh, psh, bitch, I would call them out. <laughs> okay, yeah, I call think them out. that's why it's important, though, to have your list of non-negotiables. Like, 
And I don't know, if you're approaching dating with the idea of dating to marry or dating for like that long-term partner, because maybe not everybody's into like marriage, but if you are approaching it like that, then you need to be picky. Like you mm-hmm. have to have your non-negotiables and make sure that they check your boxes. Absolutely. I think this like brings up another thing in my head, which I love. I absolutely love this idea. And I want to do like a whole episode on it, but we'll just drop this nugget in here. I think once you change your perspective of will they like me or, you know, going into a first date or going into a relationship being like, I want them to like me so much that, you know, you do change yourself and you aren't being authentic because you just you want someone to like you I think the whole thought of like don't let your crazy out quote unquote until like the third or fourth date is stupid be crazy Mm -hmm. day one yeah because that is how you find the people that are going to like you for your authenticity that's how you make the meaningful connections like we're tying everything together so the viewpoint or like that shift that everybody should have is not going into a date or not going into a relationship first date whatever into like I want to say the right thing or how should I dress or like whatever I want them to like me Bitch, you need to figure out, do you even like them? Yeah, will you like them? Do you like, like them? You, why are we focusing, especially I feel like girls are more like pressured into thinking this way, but why are we going into dates hoping that they like us? That like the whole date you're thinking about like, okay, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to make sure I, I can't get this food because I look bad when I eat this food or like what, like whatever, all those like stupid thoughts. And you're not even thinking about if you like them. Like you yeah. are so worried about them liking you that you're not being authentic. So even if they do like you, they're not liking the real you. And you haven't even assessed if you like them. So I think that shift in your mindset when you're dating long distance, whatever, anything, is stop worrying so much if other people will like you. Just be you and start thinking about if you actually like those people. Like, do you want those people in your circle? Mic drop. I don't know. I like had that epiphany. I love it. I feel like, I don't know, like six months ago. It was like a while ago, but I was just like, damn. Why do we focus on that so much? Because I've been there. I've been on dates where I'm like, I'm not going to get the pasta because like you look stupid and I'm going to get sauce all over my face or whatever. I, but I eat pasta every single fucking day. Like get the pasta. Yeah. So that's like the most inauthentic thing that I can do. <laughs> and so if I'm going to eat pasta for the rest of my life and I'm dating to potentially marry, I'm going to get pasta on the first fucking date because yeah. go crazy day one, like be authentic day one. And you'll make connections or really fucking quickly, you'll find out that that person is not not your cup of tea. Like it's not a match. You're not compatible. And that makes dating even better because then the feelings don't get attached. You don't have to compartmentalize because you don't even know them enough to like attach all these feelings to them. So it's really quick to be like, yep, this is not working or yep, let's go on a second date versus going into it already hoping that they like you enough to ask you on a second date. It's just I'm going to be myself. If they like me, perfect. If they don't like me, even better. Like, I'm not wasting any time. Oh my God, yeah. I feel like that's the biggest part is like, if they don't like you, that's fine. Like, it sucks, but like, you're not wasting your time and you can find someone that loves you for who you are. Exactly. Yes. And that's the other thing. It's the same thing with like, why are you worried so much about them liking you when you should be thinking if you like them? Like, stop wasting your time. What if they Because your time is more valuable. Yeah, like, they could literally suck. So just put on your favorite outfit that you feel confident in. Don't even think about how anybody else is going to perceive you. Order the food that you like. Talk about what you like. And just have fun. 
Absolutely. We have one more that we're going to read for today's episode. Y'all submitted so many and like these could be like three hour episodes if we wanted to, but we have to keep this one nice and short and sweet because we both have really busy days today. But here's our last one. I love my partner to death. They make me so happy and I want to spend our lives together. They are my first partner that I can actually talk to about like things that bother me, whether it's them or something else. But sometimes they drive me absolutely crazy. And I have even had thoughts of like, is this really who I want to be with? While those thoughts don't happen often, they still do. I'm just curious if that happens to anyone else and what y'all's take is on this. This is a really good one. And hmm. Marissa, would you like to start? <laughs> you always have me start. Mm-hmm. I think answering the last question, like, does this happen to anyone else? Most definitely. If you've ever thought like, I must be the only one that does this. You are not. You're never the only one that does anything or thinks anything or has the same questions ever. So yeah, you are not alone in that. Most definitely. I think you didn't go into detail. So I'd be curious of what are the things that drive you absolutely crazy. Yeah. Because is it like they leave their socks in the living room floor or is it that they're like emotionally abusive? Like we need, I need to know how severe the things are that drive you crazy because if it's just socks on the floor I mean if that's a non-negotiable for you then you know it's a non-negotiable but that is quite small but I don't know I don't know what what the things are that they're referring to yeah I feel like this is a really good question and this is a really hard one to answer because I don't know I feel like this happens in a lot of relationships like especially if you've been together for a while, like you get to the point where it's just like, oh my gosh, I love this person so much, but can you stop talking about Legos for the third time today? What really sucks is that for everyone, the people that you like love the most and the people that you are the most comfortable with usually see the quote unquote worst sides of you. Oh yeah. Because you are so comfortable around them that you're able to let those guards down and truly be yourself. Like I feel this whole episode is like centered around authenticity and I love it. But when you do find that person, I think you can run into some problems like this or just thinking like, damn, is this really who I want to be with? Because they do start to get more and more and more authentic the longer you're with them because they get more and more and more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. Again, we don't know what these things are that drive you crazy, but relating it to like childhood psychology like when you think about the kids who like completely have meltdowns with their moms but maybe like don't even ask a second time to their dads like there's a reason and that's because that child feels so comfortable to like like show you their emotions and be vulnerable with that mom to just cry and be upset and then ask for a hug like they are being completely like just vulnerable and yeah. that happens in adults is like who you are most comfortable with you will probably lash out on or have an outburst or have a meltdown or cry or like do all of these things because you're so comfortable with that person and that can be kind of jarring like they they talk about it and I do kind of think it's real when people are like you know you have to make it through that honeymoon phase because there mm-hmm. is a phase where you kind of are on your best behavior like you're not trying to show the crazy even though you should day one but you're like, wow, I don't really want to have an anxiety attack in front of my partner yet. <laughs> right. And then you get to that point where you're like, 
yeah, I spilled milk and now I'm hyperventilating on the floor. And your partner's going to be like, whoa. But that's at its core a good thing because you feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with them in those moments. And that's where the whole like, you know, after the honeymoon phase might be the hardest because you go through that rocky patch of being so comfortable. It hurts, if that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It's like that person is your safety. And when you feel safe, you can be vulnerable. And like maybe for you, they feel safe and they can do this stuff that may annoy the shit out of you. And for them, you feel safe and you have the place in the room to be driven crazy and get upset about things that you couldn't in other relationships with people and it's hard and there's definitely like a balance but it's never going to be perfect and I think that just open communication with that person saying I love you but this is driving me a little bit crazy how can we maybe work on it or like bring it down a notch could help and like if they love you and they're in this relationship with you they will be receptive to that and willing to talk through it with you. I have thought on on both sides of this like coin where because this person said you know I've had thoughts of like is this really who I want to be with like is that a bad thought to have you know and I'm some of me is like you should know like the people who are like you know when you know you know you just like you're happy and we've talked about this before like our relationship supposed to be hard work are they supposed to be easy like whatever but I follow someone else who kind of shared their thoughts on how they deal with that because they just have really bad anxiety and Mm -hmm. also like really bad imposter syndrome in a way so they're like yeah like I love my partner we're literally engaged we're gonna get married and I want to spend the rest of my life with them but probably on like a bi-weekly basis I question whether or not like I'm good enough for them or they're good enough for me or all of these things more out of just like that that the anxiety core or the imposter syndrome of like they deserve so much better or like whatever whatever's kind of going on so I think it's also something to unpack for like why are you having those thoughts of like is this who I really want to be with is it because they leave their socks on the floor and you're like I could never be with someone who leaves their socks on the floor or are you just like do I really want to be with this person because our morals and our like you know big character Mm -hmm. traits don't line up like that's something bigger than socks on the floor or is it like uh, do I really want to be with this person like I'm just not that happy because I think when I'm reading it too they said like they make me so happy this is their first partner that they can actually talk with and you know you talk about things that bother them but they're also having the thoughts of like is this really who I want to be with so on one side I'm like are we settling for the the quote-unquote bare minimum of you know you're happy and you finally found someone you can talk to like that's not the only traits or qualities that you probably want or need in a partner those should be like baseline and then all of these other things so if if your partner's only meeting you know your happiness levels and like you're comfortable enough to talk to them that's great but is there 20 other things that you want in a partner that they don't have that is absolutely driving you crazy yeah yeah it's definitely it's natural to go through ebbs and flows and I know speaking for me personally like when I get into like a low point everything I'm like I'm unhappy but I can't say why is this really the life I want to live I don't know even though like I love my life and I love what I'm doing but it's natural to have those feelings and to have those worries and those thoughts and it's just 
figuring out the why you're there and if it's important to you and things like that. It's hard, but you're not alone in this. Yeah. No, most definitely not. Yeah, I'm sure everybody listening and other people are like, literally, I thought I was the only one that does this. Like, you are never the only one that does anything. Mm-hmm. But, and I think you could have two extremes, like where, yeah, you just might struggle with some mental health problems where like you do get into those like depressive states that like you hate everything and everyone but you you don't but you're in that state versus do you actually have thoughts of like I don't know if I could spend the rest of my life with this person like those are completely two different things right and obviously we don't know everything just from this one dm but I feel like with me and my past relationship I obviously had these thoughts but at the same time I also was like yeah like we're just this this is my life for the rest of my life kind of thing and like but I was like do I really want to live this life and I could have sat there and been like well you know they they fill this cup and this cup and this cup but they're not filling these other cups and you kind of have to put priorities or levels on all of your cups or your non-negotiables and again think that like yeah they might be hitting ABC but if ABC are priority ones and they're not hitting DEF, which are priority fives, like you're going to end up being unhappy and having those thoughts. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it was with me because I have other cups that were not being filled that meant more to me than the cups that were being filled. And and it wasn't like a person thing. It wasn't, you know, my past relationships being absolutely terrible. It was just my cups were being filled and they weren't going to get filled by that, that relationship. And that, that's why I had those like thoughts of like, is this really who I want to be with? Is this really the life I want to live? And that's what made me so uneasy was because the cups that meant so much to me, like weren't being filled, if that makes sense. So I I would want Mm -hmm. you to unpack with yourself of like, what are the things that drive you absolutely crazy? what is the root and when do you find yourself thinking like is this really who I want to be with is it potentially in those like really sad moments or depressive states or is it during like a time where you should be happy and you're still second guessing it or is it times that he's doing things that you know are absolutely terrible is it socks on the floor is it something bigger like trying to pinpoint where it's coming from I think you just said, is it times when you're genuinely happy and you're still second guessing that? That is like, it feels like the key here. If like you're genuinely happy and you feel like you should be happy, but you're thinking like, is this really how I want to spend my life? Maybe reevaluate the relationship. But if it's like, I don't know, they've been playing Xbox for eight hours straight and you're like, this is driving me crazy. I can't spend my life like this (laughs) for the rest of like forever. Maybe like take a step back and think, okay, I love them. They're great in other ways. It's just been a long day. Yeah. I think that also hits it on the head for my past relationship because I always try to find ways to talk about it without being like bitchy or shit talky because there was nothing wrong mm-hmm. with my past partner or like that relationship. It just wasn't compatible, but I haven't ever like put it into words how you just said it, which I think means more is like I, I, my life was fine. Everything was fine. Like looking at it, you had that like picture perfect, like relationship picture perfect got the dog got the apartment got the money got the this like we go on vacations like everything was fine and I still wasn't happy Mm -hmm. and that's that's the point where I was like okay then something has to give and 
what is it? And I had to do some soul searching to be like, what are the cups that I'm not filling? Like what, what means so much? Like, why am I still unhappy? And again, yeah, like it wasn't that person. It was that I wanted other things that just wasn't going to happen in that relationship. And I think that's a good way to like, oh yeah, think of it. I like that. Yeah. I hope hope that's helpful. I know. I was just gonna say, I hope that helped. (laughs) I know. I like, like, I like these episodes because sometimes we don't have answers. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, especially for this comment, like one of the reasons we do this too is because it helps people know that you're not alone. Like we just want to talk about it and be like, we've been there. Like we've been there. Here's how we got out of it. Or we've been there and here's what didn't help. We've been there and we have no idea. (laughs) We love you. We support you. It's going to be okay. It is. that's all that we're gonna read for today if you guys don't already make sure you follow us on instagram because we always post on the stories whenever we're going to record another episode so you can drop things in here um potentially we might like if we do like a funsies episode we could always end with like a let's unpack that like we do whole episodes of these but because we get so many like it's hard to talk about them all but i feel like for some episodes we could just kind of like drop a nugget at the end of an episode and like unpack something Ooh, i love that because these are like my favorite ones to do so i would definitely add some in we can do and it won't, probably won't be every episode but we can do some like that like end with and unpack that and then we always end with a notable quotable which yeah. alexis has for us today the quote is stay away from those people who try to disparage your ambitions Small minds will always do that, but great minds will give you a feeling that you can become great too. I like that. Mm-hmm. I It's relatable to the, like, I feel like there's another quote, but I'm going to butcher it. So I'm just going to talk about it in layman's terms. But the people who are like content with themselves and comfortable with themselves will always lift other people up. It's yes. the people who are like, just sad or mad or whatever who is going to be bringing people down and if you look at quote like bullies that way or if you look at people who just like are haters that way it kind of changes your perspective where I'm like yeah I don't I'm not even gonna listen to anything you're saying because you're already down and out like you're already bad you're already upset you already hate your life or hate some like something's going on obviously to make you say that because people who are you know truly content and happy with themselves aren't going to pull other people down like they're always going to lift up like even if they're not at the point that they want to be they don't see other people's accomplishments as threats to their own I agree yeah people who struggle with their own insecurities will try to bring you down and don't let them pull you in you just smile smile and kind of in a petty way just you know pat yourself on the back because you're like wow I'm doing better than you because I'm just happy. Not that you're doing better than them, but like you're already doing better than them because you are just happy (laughs) Yeah, and you wish them well. You know, sometimes like we're bringing all the energy today. Like I'm going to admit sometimes I'm just a little petty and I want to react. Like I get shitty comments all the time of people saying some stupid shit and I just want to come back and be like, but I'm like, they're already going through it. You know? Yeah. I'm just going to sit here. And just just delete the comment or sometimes I just comment back a heart <laughs> and I'm just like yeah. sending love, you know, like I know you need it. <laughs> yeah. If you have to tear me down to feel better, I 
I hope you feel better because it's not going to affect me any. Exactly. Yeah. Don't let it affect you. Absolutely. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm not closing because it's okay. your job, Alexis, All but right. I hope you guys enjoyed. I right, unpack that. I always, I enjoy these ones. And honestly, it makes me also feel less alone because I feel like every question that we get, I can relate to, which makes oh, me feel yeah. good. Where I'm just like, oh, that's so great. Like, I'm glad I'm not the only one, especially with this last one who thought like, damn, I'm happy. But like, why do I still feel like, is this really who I want to be with? <laughs> yeah. I agree. You're not insane. Like, you're not crazy. <laughs> I get driven crazy every day. I drive Omar crazy every day. It's okay. You're not alone. Never. You're also not alone if you want to join our Discord server. I was going to say that. Yeah, on top of it. (laughs) I'm just so smooth with the transitions, you know? But we finally started Discord server for the book club. We're like adding this at the end. So if you're like a real one and you're still listening, you know. But we started Discord server. It's linked in our bio on Instagram. You can mm-hmm. join, introduce yourself. And there's over like 80 people in it already. And I just made it yesterday. And absolutely insane. We're going to have a hell of a good time with the book club and just chatting in general. So freaking excited. So if you guys want to like hang out, talk to other people, make some friends, join the book club, please do. There's also like a chat. Um, if you've never used Discord before, we're trying to talk Omar into coming on and teaching everybody how to use it because Alexis yeah, and I also nice. don't know how to use it. But <laughs> there's also a chat that's just like podcast episodes. So even if you don't want to join the book club, you can still join the Discord yeah, just to like have fun and chat with us because I'm going to make more channels. It's not like completely done, but there'll be just more stuff just to hang out and chat rather than, you know, only book club shit. But this is why we made it. But you can join it even if you don't read. Yes, ma'am. Well, Thank you, everybody, for unpacking all of those questions with us. And we cannot wait to talk to you next week or maybe talk to you even sooner in the Discord server. Ah. Okay, that's it. Love you. Bye. Bye.